to our fantasy fam out there. I am your host, Schven, and this is a very, very special episode. Uh, I believe it's the first of the year where all three of the members of the fam are present and accounted for. We have brother and cousin Kyle. How you doing, guys? It's been what way up, too long since we're all in the happy, same ha- Happy to be back. Thank God. There's nothing else to do these days, so we might as well all, all jump on and do this together. Um, Good to see you guys. Yes, you as well. It's a great topic we have in line for you as well. You know, we're just just about halfway through the fantasy football season. You know, it's a very crucial turning point for those 0-6, 1-5, 2-4, and 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 even 3-3 teams, which I have all of those except for 0-6. I do not have an 0-6 team. I'm happy about that, but I believe I have a 1-5, so I'm not too fond of that. Same. Uh, It happens. (laughs) When you're in so many leagues, it happens. (laughs) <laughs> my my teams are very average this year so far. Through six weeks, three and three is the common denominator, you know, common uh, you know ranking for me. So honestly, it is what it is, given the year. Shib happens, and yes, this year is just a asterisk year. So waivers are all over the place, uh, week to week. Players contracting COVID, injuries galore. And with that being said, we're going to discuss trades tonight. Uh, I love trading every single year. I try to do it in every single league doesn't happen in every single league. Uh, there are a lot of crazies out there. I offered Chris Godwin for TJ Hawkinson and the guy rejected. So that's the kind of league that I'm in. <laughs> I mean, he has just, to play. just to give you he a little bit of a, yeah. So we asked you the listeners for the trades that you got offered and that you offered people and also any particular guys that you want to target for trade targets and you provided us your teams. We're going to break it down. Uh, the first one comes from D piano man. Uh, somebody offered him David Johnson for Antonio Gibson last week and he declined says regretted regret that one wish this launched last week. Hmm. Thoughts. I don't, I don't know if I have so much regrets. I don't think that's a just a you know I I understand the upside. So what he's saying is he was offered David Johnson and he'd be giving up Antonio Gibson. Um, I understand the the infatuation with Gibson and wanting to keep Gibson because he is that you know high octane kind of the Swiss Army knife. But yeah, I kind of get it in a way because Gibson's on a pretty terrible team. Not saying the Texans are good, but. Um, I think DJ is at least the focal point of that off of, of the offense kind of him and Will Fuller. Um, so I don't, but I'm not a, I'm not a like upset either way, personally. Like I don't think keeping David jo- or going after David Johnson or keeping Antonio Gibson is a good or bad thing personally. So I'm kind of indifferent to it. The only thing that I want to add, cause I, I totally agree is that JD McKissick has actually got gotten more involved in, in their offensive scheme. I guess you could say the offense isn't good at all. This is not, a trade that I'm, I'm excited about. David Johnson's going to get his touchdowns here and there, but JD McKissick got one more touch than Antonio Gibson did last week. So I think it's, it's a tough one moving forward. McKissick looks pretty good as well out there. And if they're going to be passing a lot, he seems to be the preferred back. So. Yeah. Very, very interesting that JD McKissick is getting this much action. He was there for kind of almost like a passing role, but he's actually getting some carries. And this, this trade is basically a one for one. They are two points in difference, Antonio Gibson and David Johnson, and uh, PPR scoring. So and they both make play that what you will. I guess parties. it's I guess it's rest of the season. It's it's a matter of do you want Deshaun Watson handing the ball off to you and throwing it to you, or Kyle Allen or Alex Smith? So I guess I 
Eh, I think he broke even. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I guess if, if I probably would have accepted just because of the fact of how the Texans are playing, they are playing a little bit better with Romeo Cromel. I mean, it's, it's the same exact, could be the same exact team. He's not a good head coach. He's a defensive coordinator, but they're starting to look a little bit more sprightly. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Antonio Gibson has something. He's like a, you know, I think he could flash. I think he can have those 25 point weeks. Um, I, as much as I don't think David Johnson will personally, but I just, yeah, like I, I think it's, if you regret it, you regret it. But honestly, I think you should feel comfortable starting Gibson each and every week because he's going to either score you 11 points or 12 points, or he's going to put up 25 points. So. True. And if it's dynasty, you definitely would oh, rather yeah. have Gibson. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's for damn sure. Totally. Uh, next trade comes from Brandon cooks. Uh, trade Damian Harris for Joe Burrow. His only quarterback is Wentz. He had Dak Prescott. That why is he saying Brandon Cooks? Do that, you got me. Maybe it is Brandon uh, Cooks. If um, it is, appreciate I mean, you. I mean, you know what's unfortunate to even think about is the fact that that Carson Wentz is a top twelve quarterback in fantasy. He's actually top. He's he's actually he's the nine. Ranked. I think he's actually think the he's ninth nine, ranked yeah. quarterback right now. But it's so, ugly. I understand, but what I'm saying is from a point of view that he's number nine playing terribly. And if he ever kind of puts something together, he still he will be in the top eight. So I think Damian Harris is going to emerge as their RB one for the foreseeable future. Um, so I don't love the trade, especially because Joe Burrow is it what we're expecting for his first year. He's going to be, you know, quarterback 14 to quarterback 19. He's in, he's so it's not right like, you're, yeah, exactly. Like I think he's going to finish between 14 and 20. So I don't think you're gaining a ton. I'd rather see you go out in the waiver wire and try to pick up a, a quarterback. That's just something better than that than trading Damian Harris, who, by the end of the year could be seeing, you know, 15 plus carries a game than to trade it for Joe Burrow. Who's going to finish as quarterback 17, you know, he's healthy and COVID free at the moment. So I would keep him as <laughs> on your, on your, right. on your team they're running back. And they're only, they're separated by 23 fantasy points right now. Uh, Carson Wentz and Joe Burrow. Carson has a little bit more, but yeah, I would st- I would stick with Damian Harris. Actually. I think Wentz, like you said, you could do, you could do worse, but Wentz is, is serviceable even when he's not playing that good. Well, his garbage points help him. It's true. Big game tomorrow. Big division game. Eagles, big game. New York Giants. But the Giants actually keep, don't keep have Keep your eye on that. They don't have a terrible defense, defense against actually, the pass. Yeah, yeah it's not awful. Better than anticipated. It's a lot better. It's actually in the bottom. The only thing I'd like to add to that trade is that – the only thing I'd like to add to that trade is that it's, it's really difficult to trust any – Patriots wide receiver, uh, Patriots running back. Running back, yeah. Damian Harris had six carries and one reception on one target last week, and they looked absolutely horrific, oh, atrocious. Putrid. Titans didn't practice for almost three weeks, came out and put up a ridiculous amount of points on the Bills that week. So I don't disagree that Damian Harris may be the, the top guy later on, but Sonny Michelle's coming back. And, I mean, this this trade to me doesn't make sense from either perspective because you can just pick up a, a – a, Derek Carr or right. yeah right exactly yeah or even believe. even Minch you can pick a quarterback up on waiver every week honestly every week so. match up whoever's going up against the Jets I mean and if you're fortunate I mean, to grab two literally who knows how he's going to play yeah I mean it's true so I'd rather see them play the the waiver wire for quarterback and keep a you know potential starting running back uh, Brandy Cooks has another trade question for us uh, Justin Herbert for Chase Claypool and Lev Bell. This is a different team, it seems like, I'm assuming. So is this 
Is this a keeper league? <laughs> uh, he's got he's got Kamara, Jacobs, Taylor, and Freeman at running back, and he desperately needs a quarterback. And his wide receivers are so strong. He's got Ridley, McLaurin, and CD. So he could acquire Justin Herbert. I mean, some of those receivers you just named, though, I'm like a hard fade on any Dallas Cowboy right now until Andy Dalton actually becomes Dak Prescott, which I don't think he's going to because we all know what Andy Dalton's been when he was on the Cincinnati Bengals. He lost his job. Now he looks the same. I think Chase Claypool has firmly taken charge of that number one receiver spot in Pittsburgh and Deontay Johnson too. And Juju and James Washington are fighting for scraps as the third receiver. Herbert, he's played in four games. He's the eighth quarterback in, in points per game average. He looks phenomenal. I think their defense is underperformed to this point. That game script has favored a ton of passing volume for him. So he's put up the numbers. He's actually look, he looks amazing in the pocket, ton of presence, goes through his reads, and he's throwing it to Keenan Allen. He's peppering Keenan Allen a the lot, target, which is phenomenal. Yes, he so, is. This is a tough trade, too, because Le'Veon Bell, we haven't seen anything yet. He may not even be there to play that much. He may just. He's kind of like a throw in. Right, right, kind of, but he could also, I could also see him getting some unique workload. He's not the, like, he could be that LaShawn McCoy that Andy Reid, but he still has more life than LaShawn McCoy right now, or at least so we think. I don't know. I'm I'm still hesitant on, on Lev Bell as of right now. CH owners should not be worried. I mean, the, the trade of Claypool at his highest right now is a good thing. But you're also people are also trading Justin Herbert at his highest currently. So I think it's a, once again a break even. And if you need the quarterback, go for it. Um, because if Juju ever decides to you know grow some legs and catch the ball and become relevant in the offense again, then you know Claypool could see his you know target share tick down. Um, but they're both being traded at their at their highest. And if you want to go get Herbert because you need him, go for it. Next question comes from Triple F twenty nineteen. Uh, here's his squad, Josh Allen, A-Rob, Galladay, CMC, and Mike Davis, which it's either one or the other, Kareem Hunt, No Fant, Robbie Anderson, Devontae Parker, Tyler Boyd, Latavius Murray, and Chase Edmonds. He's 5-1 and one right now. Congrats, my man. That's awesome. Keep it going. Uh, look for a running back, one or two, who should he target? And then also ask him, what should I offer for Jonathan Taylor? Based on the team, I, I think that a Tyler Boyd straight up for Jonathan Taylor may not be too far-fetched. No. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's number 15. He's number 15 right now in PPR. Tyler Boyd's the number 17 right now in PPR, and he's not too far off from being in the top 10. He's only 10 points away from the top 10, which is actually less than that. Yeah, yeah and, if, and if he – and if, if the, uh, the Bengals decide to trade A.J. Green before the trade deadline, which I see as a very big possibility, then it's going to open up even more target share for Tyler Boyd. Um, well, T. Higgins has definitely figured it out uh, to this point. But, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty fair trade. I think going after – especially because Kareem Hunt, while he was wonderful and fantastic when, when um, Nick Chubb was there and then the week after, I just – I still think there's some uncertainty over there with the Browns in general. So if you wanted to get somebody like Jonathan Taylor, who by the end of the season could be a top 14, 15 running back, um, I think that's a pretty solid trade. Yeah, game script has been interesting for the, oh, yeah. for the Colts, to say the least. I think Jonathan Taylor hasn't – he hasn't fully been given an opportunity, I don't think, to, to succeed. Phillip Rivers is, has been incredibly up and down. He only had 12 carries last week, Jonathan Taylor, and they – 
and they which, snuck snuck out a win in that game. That, that was insane. Yeah, it, which is also the weirdest part, though, because Indianapolis is top three in both pass defense and run defense. So you would think they would like to play phenomenal defense and allow what they're right now. They're allowing uh, 88 yards on the ground and 199. They're allowing under 300 yards total per game. And you would think they'd like to run the ball more often when Jonathan Taylor, you know, manage the clock. And I just haven't seen it. I don't understand it. You went and you, you know, you drafted probably the best running back in the draft and then you're not utilizing into his full potential and you're playing good defense to go along with it. I just don't understand that. So if they ever figure that out and they want to win games, um, you know, or, you know, keep winning games throughout the season, I think, you know, using Jonathan Taylor to his you know, highest ability. So I think that's a great trade. You want to get Ty, you know, Tyler Boyd will finish top 15, top 18. And, you know, I think the upside in Jonathan Taylor is there. He has the easiest schedule and but, they're, they look, they didn't look terrible. I mean, if Philip Rivers is throwing the ball, like, like he was last week, the one week I started him, I'm so happy. So that worked out really well, but Jonathan Taylor, I think is definitely a high trade. Um, I, I, I like Joe Mixon would be another running back I would target because people are going to be low on him. And especially if he doesn't play this week, I would still target him and you're five and one. I think that his schedule, his schedule opens up after week 10. Well, there's plenty of running backs that, you know, well, if you had, if you would have gone after Kenny and Drake a week ago, you would have benefited from it. Um, Can you count last <laughs> week though? As like, that's what I mean. It's like the week before, I mean, yeah. Well, if you would have traded him like I wanted to, you know, a week ago before this, I would have traded for him with hopes of high upside and he went off for like 30 points. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good one. I think Miles Sanders is currently injured. You could trade a bag of, you know, nothing for him and potentially have him towards the end of the year, especially if the Eagles are trying to compete. So there are some, some running, but JK Dobbins hasn't performed to his fullest ability yet. I think he's a potential, um, trade target for literally nothing at this point. So I, you know, there's some out there if you just want depth at the end of, you know, at the end of your lineup, but as this lineup sits, I think it's pretty damn good. Yeah. The only running back that I want to add is somebody that that I liked a lot coming out of college. And it was interesting because the Detroit Lions drafted him. His mm. name is DeAndre Swift. They had Kerryon Johnson, hasn't lived up to the potential being a high draft pick. Then they signed AP. This was the, this was the breakout game everybody's been waiting for from I think any rookie running back, honestly. And CEH, the Fresh Prince of Hell Air, had his in, in Kansas City as well this week. But Swift only had one less carry than AP, 15 to 14. And he's had at least four targets, I, I believe, in every game but one. So he's been involved in the passing game if they're not able to run the ball i think he's involved in the passing game you could probably get him for i mean obviously a little bit more than than jk dobbins at this point after the breakout game but their their strength of schedule moving forward is is in the better half of the league so he is somebody that i'm looking to pick up in most of my leagues well what you're what we're seeing the two biggest defining factors of especially of running backs um and trying to find the best ones besides being a bell cow it's the fact that you know a, what is your game script? Because if you're playing from behind the whole time, the running back's clearly not getting their fill. And letter B, I was going to say two, but that wouldn't have made sense. A and two. Um, like Buzz and B, Home Alone? B, yeah. <laughs> A, two, A, and two. D. <laughs> Thanks, Buzz. Yeah. So number two um, is besides game script, the other thing is, is like, for example, Baltimore, you have Ingram, Dobbins, Gus Edwards, they're all getting their share. And that's where it's starting to become a problem is – who do you start? Who's going to get, who's going to siphon the touchdown. You're going to see that now with CEH and Le'Veon Bell in Kansas city. So that's going to be one of the biggest problems besides game script. And besides, you know, playing from behind is what does the backfield look like? So Mike Davis, when, when McCaffrey comes back, Mike Davis still be, might be relevant. Possibly. We'll have to see. You definitely don't want to rush back CMC when they're playing. Okay. With Mike Davis right now, he's performing well. 
they've won games without CMC. Yeah. They lost mm-hmm. all of their games with CMC. With him. Crazy. Right. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, so, uh, yeah. Coincidence? Yeah, they don't relate. I don't think they so much relate. I think no it's correlation. Yeah. He's looked very, He's looked very, very good. Mike Davis. Yeah. Next trade uh, comes from Stash X. So it looks like Stash X looks like got they got Miles My- Gaskin and a 2021 second rounder, medium medium second round. It says medium and second round, uh, and traded away Julio Jones. Not, I mean, yeah, yeah, not terrible. <laughs> this is a dynasty trade. Yeah. I would have, yeah. I would have maybe tried to go for a little bit higher of a, but Miles Gaskin, I, I, I like it now maybe with Tua behind the helm to see what kind of offense they're going to run. Because if this, if this is clicking, why can't Tua and Miles Gaskin be the next big thing in the NFL? Because they're both insanely young. Tua's a rookie. Miles Gaskin, I believe, is also another rookie or a second year. Uh, very young second year not a not a terrible not a terrible trade it just i guess it all depends on who you're going to get with that second round pick next year maybe well I, I don't think that matters as much i think it's also the fact that i think if the falcons decide to break it down and just completely have a fire sale which at this point they should uh julio is going to end up somewhere else in my opinion uh, i think he's going to end up somewhere besides atlanta and if that's the case then i think there might be more upside but I watched Gaskin play this past week and he and against the Jets. And not that I watched too, you know, intently, but um, he, he's a very talented running back. I mean, I, I thought watching him play was pretty, I mean, especially because the Dolphins don't have the best offensive line in the world, um, but he looked really good. He's, he's a really good running back. So I don't hate the trade. I think the second rounder in the dynasty is, you know, a mid to mid to late second rounder in dynasty is worth a bag of peanuts. Um, but it could have value with this upcoming draft. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's again, a whatever trade. I honestly think it's a terrible trade for the Julio Jones owner. He is 31 years old and will be 32 next season, which is, I guess, up there for a wide receiver. But I mean, we've seen what he can do. He's obviously a freak of nature. When he is healthy, he's still a top three, top five receiver in the league. I don't like the trade at all for Julio Jones. I've seen in other dynasty leagues that I'm in, somebody actually just traded Julio and picked up two first round picks, which first round picks obviously have far greater value than a second rounder. Keele, I agree. It's, it's more of a toss up in the second. You can obviously get some value. A lot of people yeah. pick JK Dobbins early. I mean, that's yeah. some, some of them are long holds, if you will, in these dynasty drafts. But I think the Julio Jones owner could have got a lot more than, than Miles Gaskin in a second rounder. I just, I don't know, because I remember this past year I did a dynasty and Julio fell to like the fourth round or fifth round. And he's underperformed even more this year besides this past week. And you, if you do a dynasty draft in the next, you know, in the next six months, eight months, you're going to see him drafted in that six, seventh plus round. So a second round in a, you know, in a dynasty year two or year three, whatever it is, and Gaskin, who based on performances as a late first round pick, I don't hate it. Like I think it's semi valuable based on the fact that Julio is slowly dwindling when it comes to value in, in dynasty leagues. So. Gaskin has put up double digit fantasy points in PPR every game, almost every, almost every week, every yeah. game, except for one. Yeah. It looks like he's averaging. He's, he's clearly getting the huge snap percentage and he's averaging it. I would say roughly like 16 to 18, at least 
touches per game. If you combine all of them, the last four, he's been, I think over 20, like, or just on the cusp of 20 touches per game. This was a good trade for you. You did, you, you did well on that one. I agree. Yeah. Grabbing Gaskin in the, in the pick. Uh, another trade. Uh, I don't, I don't know whose side is who, but we're going to evaluate it. Uh, Daryl Henderson and Emmanuel Sanders for a 2021 third round and a 2021 second round, Tim Patrick and Miles Gaskin. Now there's also an evaluator that was provided. With I don't like this trade. X. <laughs> I don't like I do like the, uh, the second portion it's of the trade. It's a real trade. Is this a real trade? I do like the Tim Patrick, Miles Gaskin, and the two picks. Over I, I don't like it just at all. Like, this one doesn't even I, make sense to discuss, honestly, because he, yeah. he they provided the the analyzer, and we I think we all agree that somebody oh, I, got fleeced on this one. Firmly agree. Well, Darryl I mean, could still have a good a good career in the NFL. I mean, he's still insanely young, but it's still maybe put him on the back. same. But maybe put him on the same level as Miles Gaskin. Let's say they cancel each other out, and then everything else like just trumps Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, but it's not a redraft. It's dynasty, and it's even. I'm saying like going into next year, the year after cam Akers is going to be relevant in this offense. So Daryl Henderson at best is a, you know, a one or two down back, but Gaskin is looking like a three down back and to get two picks uh, and Tim Patrick, who I actually think has been pretty good this year um, for Emmanuel Sanders, which is on the latter side of his career at this point. Um, I think this is actually a- having a silent Decent yeah, this this so looked like this person wanted to win this year, but then why would you trade Gaskin? That's what I'm confused at. <laughs> like, I don't you understand it. it personally. You but got me. I, if you're yeah, on the Tim Patrick Gaskin and the two picks, then you definitely won. I would trade. do that for that for that trade. Absolutely. Yeah. Tim Patrick has produced more than Jerry Judy. Yeah, that is correct. Jerry Judy looks a little. I don't even know if he's a must start every week. Well, so Drew Locke is your quarterback. Oof. They did beat the Patriots last week. Yes, yes, they did. <laughs> but they looked putrid. True. Well, it's because McManus. McManus is the whole reason they won that game. Exactly, exactly. Drew Locke didn't <laughs> so... do crap. It was a bad game to watch. That was a rough game to watch. You started if you started Brandon McManus, you won your week this week. Yeah, right. Although only five percent, <laughs> only five percent of people on ESPN started him, apparently. I saw that. And he was very yeah, he was upset. Pissed. He was pissed. Well, when you go on by, people tend to drop kickers and then they forget about you. Because they keep the kicker that they picked up the week picked before. Up. Right. Yeah. Yep. Unless that kicker's on a bye or Joey yeah. Sly and on the coach. Or don't ever, don't ever pick up a kicker also who just went off. Like if someone just put up exactly. a kicker, don't ever pick, pick them up he's again. never going to do it again. Don't do it. Justin just Tucker do that it. year was a fluke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't do it. happen too often. <laughs> yes. Uh, next trade Warriors 86. I knew the CH owner in my league would be in panic mode, so I offered Dobbins and Waller. For CEH and Janu Smith, he countered with Dobbins, Waller, and Claypool for CEH, Janu, and Shark. And he accepted and is very happy. I mean, I think it's a fair enough trade, but I mean, I don't, the Janu, I mean, Janu was good, but then Ferkser was good and Janu might not play this week. And that's, I mean, Janu, like, I like Waller rest of the season, but John Uka, they could put up very similar numbers. I feel like that's kind of a wash. Let's say they're both healthy playing. I feel like it's a wash, right? Like we'll chalk that up. Dobbins, he's still a backup who gets like five, five touches a game in a, in a run heavy offense, which I still don't understand. 
And so then, he countered with Dobbins, Waller, and Claypool for CEH, Johnny Wynn, Clark. And then Ch- and Claypool Chark. and Shark. I mean, Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew is – he's Keelan all Cole. over the – He's all over the place where he throws the ball. Keelan Cole, surprisingly, I think is like the number 20 wide receiver right now. He's become, he's become a top target for him. He has been. Yeah. So they're playing from behind a lot, but I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I think he's, you know, I, I'm very happy. I think that's wonderful that you're happy and I hope for the best. Um, But there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. And you guys, so he got CH Johnu and shark. Okay. CEH, Johnu, and Shark. And then it was Dobbins, Claypool, and Waller. Claypool I think it's fair. CEH, essentially, if you if you throw this up, yeah. right, if everybody yeah. crosses crosses each other out, right? Johnny was similar to to yeah. Waller, even though I still think Waller has Waller's a slight better. edge. Oh yeah, yeah but they the just way Johnny's playing Bell. is ridiculous, yeah. Dobbins and, then, and I mean Shark has more upside than Dobbins unless somebody yeah. gets hurt. It looks like Gustavus' second side. I mean, like you guys said, a, this one's kind of a toss-up. It's a if it, slightly yeah, fair it makes trade. your yeah, if it makes your team better and it makes you feel better and, you know, it's about and the it was, upside of the season. Then it was a successful trade. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a fair enough trade. Um, I, you know, you, you sold high on certain players and you want to, you know, get CEH and hope for the best. So, great. But I wouldn't say you stole them. <laughs> like, uh, Alpha 49 has Zeke, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, and Tyler Higby as their tight end. Trade offered. It would get Todd Gurley and Jonu Smith, but give away James Robinson. No. James Robinson no. is still good. He's still the bell cow. I'm hoping he continues what he started in the beginning of the season. It kind of seems like he's leveling out a little bit, coming back to reality, but that's, that's fine. He's still a rookie. He still has time to develop. He could pick it up towards the end of the season. John, I mean, if John, if John who's playing, if John who's playing and John who's healthy there, he, sh- there's no reason he can't be a top five that he could finish number three or four behind Kittle and Kelsey. I mean, they're, in- yeah. I mean, Robinson is Robinson is game script and it's garbage points and it's offensive line. I mean, he's getting the opportunities. James Robinson is getting the opportunities, three, four, five receptions in a game. He's getting the 15 carries. It's the fact that, by the time he has a chance, they're already down a touchdown. The offensive line is absolutely – it's just garbage. Uh, and they're playing from behind. So I think if James Robinson keeps getting his, his uh, fill and he keeps getting his 15 you know, rushing attempts and three or four targets uh, – three or four receptions per game, you know, he's a top 12, top 15 running back. Um, I don't see that with Todd Gurley so far. Um, it's been very spotty. And, you know, John healthy. I mean, I prefer James Robinson in this situation – because I think he is a more talented young back who has something to prove. Um, but, you know, if you want the, you know, the girly and the Johnny, you know, John and Forum and you're thinking Jacksonville's going to be irrelevant, then sure. You know. Only thing I want to say about Todd Gurley is that he was touchdown dependent before this past game when the Falcons actually won and put up 40 points. He had 20 carries for 47 yards, no touchdowns, no yep. targets in the passing game. So um, I wasn't a fan of Todd going into the season. Historically, he's been a phenomenal player. An incredible athlete, but I think his days of RB1, RB2, even RB3 are, are long over. They also yeah. have a very tough schedule, according to Fantasy Pros. Uh, and they're a very bad up, team. And they're not a good team, exactly. <laughs> unless yeah. unless things change, unless they just sell everything. Which they should. Just do a fire sale, exactly. Just try to get some draft picks. JKS19 is asking in a 2QB league, my Lamar, so it's your Lamar, it's yours. Uh, yes, yours. And David Montgomery for their 
Uh, and I like the I like the uh, use, use of the there. proper there. They use the proper there in there. That's I commend you for that. Um, that's good American education system. Thank you uh, for there. Derek Henry. He has Josh Allen and Herbert. I would is what, what what the kids are saying on Twitter these days. I would I would smash smash accept on that. Well, sm- smash means a few different things um but I, yeah I see, it, I, I see it all the all, all the time on twitter derrick derrick henry's gonna finish as a top three running back um and as even though it's a two qb league you have lamar allen and herbert all of which you would start in a given week yeah i would do the trade i mean derrick henry is just a, a freaking monster 40 what he put up 46 points last week number two in standard and number five in ppr yeah it's about right he might as well be three in ppr but he's a beacon he's a beacon of consistency so will oh, yeah. the derrick henry owner accept the trade because if he does then you just made one of the best trades of all time oh man yeah because david montgomery he's a you know he's a serviceable start it start ish like running back two running back three and lamar he's if he ever he's picks healthy it up, and covid free yeah if lamar, if lamar <laughs> like, picks it up i mean yeah sure but i would do the trade personally I like Herbert moving forward a lot more than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but and Josh Allen too. Even if Josh Allen, I, I'm so happy I didn't start Josh Allen. In Josh Allen's this week. been. Josh I still Allen's lost, but it wouldn't have mattered. He's been having a little rough spell the last two weeks. Yes, he has. Yeah. Under pressure, under pressure. The game script just, is a little different. It's just kind of their guard too. Blustering, they, just yeah. cut, they just cut Quentin Spain too, their guard. Um, so you you know it's Buffalo's. I mean Buffalo's a good team, but but Josh Allen's gonna. But Josh Allen hasn't been great the last few weeks. So it's going to be interesting. Next trade comes from Peter326, who looks like he is a Jets fan. I don't and think that's am I'm, I'm sorry if I, if I miss anyone's a he or she. I'm just going off of, but it's I fine. apologize. Apologize to fan. all. Uh, but yes, I apologize for being a Jets fan for you, Peter326, and for you, Cousin Kyle. <laughs> uh, was offered Jacobs and Evans for Adams in a PPR. They have Cooper, A.J. Brown, Deontay, Woods at wide receiver, and took Taylor Gibson – oh, has ta- Cook, Taylor, Gibson, and Bell at running back. Oh, yeah, I would absolutely 100% do this trade. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, top 10 running back. Mike Evans is uh, – he's, he's one of Tom Brady's favorite toys. He's, he's going to get it's his also the depth. Exactly. The, he's going to get his targets. And then Devonta Adams is. Devonta Adams is still, he's, he's definitely injured still in some capacity. So you have AJ Brown, you have Deontay, uh, Deontay Johnson, you have Robert Woods. I mean, I just, yeah. And Amari Cooper. Yeah. I'm, I'm firmly saying trade Devonte Adams for Josh Jacobs and Mike Evans without a doubt. Yeah. Devonte Adams rest of the season could, if he's healthy, I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't finish. But the fact that you're getting another healthy top 10, potential top five, even like top seven running back is that's, I feel like that, that brings more value to it. An injury. He's such an injury risk, Devontae Adams. He really is. He's, he, he is. And he, and he sits out for a little bit too. So yeah, hopefully he can turn it around and help, help out that awful, awful performance against Tampa. From Packers, look, Packers looked great. Oof, that was bad. But what's great is like nobody performed well. So I was kind of happy about that. It wasn't Super just tough. Aaron Rodgers. And I saw Aaron Rodgers got, got five points in one league. And <laughs> it just, it was just not. Nobody saw that, that game coming at, at all. I don't think that was insane. Aaron Rodgers didn't see that game going. I'm a little torn on this trade. I think I love that he has AJ Brown. Yeah. 
he's somebody that I was targeting after his first game. Um, and even before that, actually, when he was still injured, hoping that he would become the, you know, the, the post type rookie season top 15 wide receiver or greater. And I think he's been phenomenal the last two games, last game, those two ridiculous touchdowns that he had. I love Josh Jacobs. I do not love Mike Evans. I think if Chris Godwin is healthy, he's the clear number one in this offense, even when they were dominating last week against the Packers, he was the only wide receiver still involved in the game for some reason. So I, this is, this is a tough trade. Honestly, if, if you're getting Jacobs as well, I think your running back stable could use an upgrade as well. Cause Dalvin cook is out. Taylor hasn't lived up to it yet. Gibson, obviously we've discussed him at length at length today. So I think that this is a very, very interesting trade. Um, can you repeat the word clear for me? Clear. Clear. Is it K A L E A R? Clear. Bob O'Law, a Patriots fan, one, two, three, has Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and doesn't feel like rostering two wide receivers from Minnesota. I, I don't know why. They're both, both in top five. They're both playing fantastic. <laughs> they're both, exactly. They're both in top five. Uh, Adam Thielen is actually the number three wide receiver right now in PPR, and Justin Jefferson is the number seven, and they're not very far off from each other. Uh, thinking of putting just Justin Jefferson on the block in return for a running back. What tier do you think you could get? If, tier one. <laughs> if your name, if your name isn't Kamara, Henry, Aaron Jones, or Aaron Jones, oh, yeah, Justin Jefferson for Aaron Jones, straight up. I don't think you can. I mean, Aaron Jones is a is a top four in terms of like just overall back. But if you're gonna sell Justin Jefferson today, is the day um, because. I think he's going to finish still as a top 12 wide receiver, but there's got to be some regression uh, over the next seven to 10, you know, however like many weeks are left in the season. Like a Chris seven. Carson? No, I think that's too low. I think you're, you think I think so? you can value, I think you can get more for Justin Jefferson than, than Chris Carson. Not much more um, higher than Chris Carson. I just, as far I think as ranks, Je- as far as the fantasy leaders go right from, now. And right. I'm just saying from a perspective of, of what Justin Jefferson has done to this point, it's been unbelievable. The rookie wide receiver class has been unbelievable. However, I just I don't see him finishing as a top three or four wide receiver because the Vikings just aren't very good. And I think he's just benefited from getting peppered with targets and opportunities, which is great. And he's been extremely talented, but the Vikings suck. So um, I that weighs on my mind as well. So if I can trade him for a top six back right now, I'm pushing that right. I'm pushing send right now. Justin Jefferson for his own teammate of Dalvin Cook. Would you do that? I'd rather have Jefferson. Yeah, because of the they're, injury they're, history they're that over Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. They're in the injury history of Dalvin Cook and the fact that, like I said before, if Minnesota's playing from behind because they're terrible, they're going to keep throwing the ball. So I'd rather have Justin Jefferson. But I don't like I, – I, I think he's a fantastic wide receiver, and I loved him coming at LSU, but trade him. What about Adam Thielen and his injuries? I mean, would you, ra- would you rather have Jefferson or Adam Thielen? That's, that's a really interesting question. Adam Thielen is getting – he's getting peppered with targets. I'd rather have Thielen. <laughs> yeah. Feeling, feeling. Feeling, feeling. So. Two Minnesota un, running backs. It's not, it's not un, an awful thing un, to wide do. Receiver. Have Unpopular two wide opinion, receivers sure, from but... the same team. I'm still trying to think about that comment where you would rather have Justin Jefferson over Dalvin Cook. I would. Because it, because it is interesting, though. Yeah. There's no clear answer. They're terrible. The, the Vikings are awful. Vikings, like, the Vikings are absolutely terrible, they, and they are going to be passing a lot. And he gets yeah. a lot of he gets a lot of garbage points. Let's be honest. Yeah. And yeah. Thielen has that injury history. 
I mean, is is this his peak though? Is he somebody that you want to that you want to target, like That's, like a Chase Claypool though, and hold on to for the rest of the season and, and win your league? Would you trade Dalvin Cook right now then for Justin Jefferson? <laughs> I guess that's, I mean, the, that's the other way to yeah, look at this. Right? I if mean, you're the, Justin, Justin Jefferson is going to be a top – I mean, if you're looking at Dynasty, if you're looking at, you know, keeper leagues, Justin Jefferson is a top eight wide receiver next year, um, without a doubt. So I think based on talent and opportunity there, it's a wonderful thing. But I'm just – the Vikings are bad. They're going to keep being bad, and they're not going to want to, you know, further hurt their stars – um, and if, they, if there's any inkling of injury to any of them and they're one in six or one in seven, I just don't see them playing them more than 50% of what they should be playing. So yeah, the talent's there. I love it, but I don't, I don't see it this year because they're terrible. I mean, it's all hypothetical. Obviously we're talking about yeah. this from, from a toss up perspective, but I think this is challenging because as fair as it may be on paper and that Dalvin Cook just got paid, maybe they're going to try and, take him out of the offense a little bit who knows honestly I mean everybody's trying to win Mike Zimmer they're saying is on the hot seat but name recognition I think hurts some trades because people see Dalvin Cook's name and they don't look at the stats and they don't look at the game script moving forward that the team may be throwing and, and the, the value of Justin Jefferson so it's I don't want to say it's a savvy a savvy league that that you may have to be in to get a, a trade like that to go through yeah, it's hubris more than anything. I think hubris is the biggest factor in that because you drafted Delvin Cook with a top eight pick and you're trading him for a bag of peanuts. Not saying Jefferson is. I'm saying if you did decide to trade him, you'd be trading him for a, the return on investment is much lower. Um, and that's what you have to do in fantasy sometimes is you have to know when enough is enough. Um, and I think Justin Jefferson is a perfect peak right now where you could trade him for a haul in redraft. Um, shoot, for the, shoot for the moon with him. Not that I'm saying Definitely. I wouldn't want to get rid of him, but if you can get something wonderful for him, right now yeah, is the time. Take it. Oh yeah. I mean, if I trade him for DK Metcalf, I would do it. I mean, wide receiver, wide receiver. If, if I'm, I'm going for a running back. Still, I'm going to. I'm going to shoot for Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara. I'm going to see if that owner loves Justin Jefferson and really thinks that he could do this every single week, or even Kittle. Trade for like a. I mean, I know he doesn't need tight ends, but just throwing it out there for like a. Travis Kelsey. I mean, just see if that owner. All oh, right, he's saying he's saying running back. You're right. Okay, yeah. what's your running back? Should I expect to return? Yeah, a running back, low end, mid to low end, running back one. Shoot for the moon. I would definitely shoot for the moon for that one. Uh, Bill Belichick, uh, thank you for your question. Just traded away Godwin and got Joe Mixon. Now I'm going to read off the team. They're two. Bill Belichick's two and four with this team. Uh, Cam Daddy and Ryan Fitz at the Superflex, which Ryan Fitz, it's no longer going to be him. Uh, looks like back up on the bench. Nope, not right now. Uh, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, uh, Evan, Evan Ingram, Cooper Cup, David Johnson, and then defense, whatever, kicker, don't matter. Uh, Lev Bell, Tyler Lockett, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Leonard Fournette, Tanya, Philip Lindsay, and Damian Harris. That's a solid squad. That's a lot of depth, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff all over. Two and four, so you must have had these guys can... on their worst weeks. I can see you... why he's honestly it's a great team, but I can see why he's two and four because Cooper, Cooper Cup Cups, is yep. Cooper Cup has been eh. AJ Brown missed time, Devontae Adams missed time, Mixon was terrible until recently. I mean, uh, yeah, I get why he's two and four. I think he could potentially finish, you know, undefeated the rest of the way if they all perform. Um, I don't but, for Mixon though. I think is actually. I think that was. I, I don't think that was a terrible trade. I think that was a good one. He's got. I think it's a fair trade. Yeah, I think. Both, I think both people win. 
I think it's a fair trade, and I will say it um, based on last performance. I think the Buccaneers want to play good defense. They want to keep Tom Brady kind of just in check, and they're going to run the hell out of the ball, and they're going to play good defense. So I think Godwin and Evans and all of them are just going to be average and have decent weeks from here and there, but you're going to see Rojo with a lot of good weeks. So I think it's a good trade. Never, ever thought I would say that Rojo is actually playing well. Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know. Why would they even sign Leonard Fournette? Unless they sign Leonard Fournette to see if Rojo really had it, but then it's... Hype machine. So. I mean, this this is unbelievable what he's doing so far. That's a solid team, though. I do like Joe Mixon moving forward as well. There's a couple tough, tough games after the Browns. They play the Titans, the Steelers, but then they have the Redskins, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Cowboys... I mean, he, he, I think, dropped a touchdown in this last game, and he still actually got the ball. So game script aside, I think he, he should be involved in every game. Because they're so losing every game. <laughs> he's catching passes out of the backfield. He should probably be involved more, I think, in the passing game. If he doesn't play this week, Gio is obviously a steal on waivers. As he's he out there. And- touchdown early on as well. Yeah, nice yeah. siphon from Gio last week. That was great. He's out there in every single league I'm looking at Gio, but I don't know if I want to – drop somebody prematurely right now because I don't know if Joe Mixon, Zach Taylor's not saying anything. He's kind of being very ambiguous with his. They'll just pay. They'll just pass the ball more. T Higgins get more, you know, opportunities. Drew Sample get more opportunities. It's, I don't, I don't see them using geo that much. If, if Mixon's out to be worth, you know, you know, picking them up on waivers for that much. Another Alexander Madison situation. Wow. Madison looked great. Yikes. Yikes. I don't know what. If, and I love I scrolled Kirk's through three Twitter. picks right away. Yeah, well, that's true. But I scrolled through Twitter like Saturday night or Sunday morning, and I was looking like, oh, you need to, you need to start at Madison. On I can't. I, can't I mean, you had to, you, you had to though. I feel like oh you had to. God, I'm not saying you didn't have to, but woof, it was like, bad. It was really, <laughs> really bad. Well, One Kirk biggest help busts me. of all time because I had him on my bench the entire season so far, waiting for this opportunity to start him. Like, he wasn't on waivers in any of my leagues. Like, everybody actually had him on their roster and started him for this exact reason. And it might may go down as one of the biggest bust starts of all it's, time. It's all Mike, Boone, Mike Boone season. Let's go. Mike Boone is not terrible. Mike Boone season. He's not terrible. <laughs> trades. This was a great episode. Breaking down trades, players. Always put yourself in the position on the other side as well. You got to think overall, all around. And you also got to sell just as Justin Jefferson. If you don't think he's going to do that well the rest of the season, sell insanely high on him. Shoot for the moon. Because you're already expecting a no answer, so why not just go for it? Engage your your the other side of the trade, too. If you can, if you can get the number, the text, somehow have a conversation with this person. Because a lot of the time, if it, the trades that I've actually made are with somebody that I've engaged with and we've negotiated back and forth. So you can kind of understand that perspective. Because... Brother, I completely agree with you that the trade has to work for both sides. Like none of these three for ones where all those guys aren't even worth starting on my team. Like I'm not trying to always build depth here. Like let, let's, my let's throw be serious. Ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't care if they're they're better than who you have on your bench and and I can flip them to somebody else. Like that was my that was my favorite thing recently. Somebody offered me a trade and said, like, oh, you can flip them for somebody else. So I'm gonna make a trade with you so I can make another trade. Like, I don't, I don't understand yeah. that. And why are you telling us to this? Because I already, sides. yeah, I already have that thought process. Yeah. It's you a mixture. Make the trade then. Yeah. It's a mixture of, of being ambitious and trying to get the best, you know, you know, haul, but also not being insulting. 
which it can be insulting and it's extremely like demeaning, not demeaning, but like it's, it makes, it makes the person on the other side of that trade stop and think like, is this person really playing fantasy football at this level? Like, really? Like, you sure? Look so, at your team's so needs true. and other team's needs. That yeah, person and- who had CMC, I guarantee you they were getting trade offers. They were getting hounded. A lot of those running backs going down. A lot of Devonta Adams owners, Michael Thomas owners, they were probably trying to trade or you had somebody coming after you that were, that was trying to trade you. So it happens every single year. Michael Thomas was insane. I've, I was borderline harassed to trade Michael Thomas because I, it was in my best interest to trade him while he was injured. Sometimes it has to be done. That's just, those, that's, that's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, we are the fantasy fam. You can find us on iTunes and Amazon podcasts. You can also download our app on the Apple and Google app stores. Uh, listen to our episodes right within the app. Please do provide us feedback on any of the features that you would like to see within the app. Cause it's currently in a beta version. The fantasy fam signing. Off.